Culture Podcast in this timeline. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the Sparrow Academy to my Umbrella Academy. It's Robbie. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Robbie? I'm good. I'm good. I like that you're bringing the energy really early. I'm excited for this one, Rick. We're, <laughs> we're two podcasts in today at this point, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that you're like coming out of the gates ready to go. That's right. You know, <laughs> you fake it till you make it, and guess what? We're making it. Well, <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> Haven't had the hottest of starts. <laughs> if if by making it you mean like we're ma- we're just making a podcast. <laughs> If by making it you mean we're being successful, duh. <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey. two very different things. Yeah, but, but one of them is remaining consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we what well, we've missed one episode since we started. Yes, yeah. Uh, look, I'm pretty proud of us. I'm pretty proud of us. more so. I'm pretty proud of you because you're a pretty flaky, dude. So what? <laughs> I flaked once. <laughs> well, technically twice. Yeah, but I made up for it. You know what I mean? Actually, no. I was, I didn't flake. I was I was bedridden, bed stricken. Oh, sorry. I was talking about you leaving the Rotor Act. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I thought we were talking about the podcast that we do together that we're yeah. currently doing. Well, look. In that case, then there's multiple multiple examples of you being flaky. No, because I'm not with, with the Rotor Act. It's not flaky. I just quit. Yeah. Flake, Flaky is just like me not showing up. I mean, which, which I did. I wouldn't say that you were overly reliable before that. No, I wasn't. But that's, <laughs> but that's why I quit. That I is like, the definition of flaky. Well, that's why I quit because I was like, I can't just keep not going. So I'm just going to not go at all. <laughs> it's all good. We don't hold anything against you, man. It's fine. No, apparently not. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't talk about you at every meeting. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so we're stepping back into the cocktail corner today. And if we're being up front, it didn't go super well. <laughs> but it tastes good. It tastes all right. It tastes actually pretty decent. It's not bad. Like, truthfully, like, I, if I went to like a cocktail bar and I just ordered something random and they sent me this, like, if it looked better, I'd be like, <laughs> Let's, if, if mine looked like yours did. <laughs> yeah, I got the good one. <laughs> Look, as far as I'm concerned, if you're making them, you get the better one. Yeah, so we're here We're here today to talk about Umbrella Academy. Season three has just come out on Netflix. We've, we've both finished watching it. So we tried to make a, a cocktail that's kind of based off of that. What I've tried to do is make a bit of a whiskey sour and uh, just twist it a little bit to make a it... A little bit. Twist it a little bit to make it a bit, a bit more... I don't know, a bit more Umbrella Academy, I guess. I added a bit of uh, Chinese five spices for the for five, obviously, five, five, spi- five spices for five and added some blueberries just to give it a bit of extra, you know, you know, just a bit of extra something, zhuzh it up a little bit. Zhuzh it. And it, uh, I, we talked about it before. It's like, oh, we could probably call it like the Hargrave Sour or something like that. Honestly, I don't feel comfortable with that. You suggested we just call it the Apocalypse because it looks awful. <laughs> Well, mine does. It looks like it literally looks like swamp water. <laughs> and look, I'm a big enough man to admit that it didn't go to plan. But we put umbrellas on them. There's umbrellas on them, and you know that's that's half of it. That's, honestly, that's just us going the extra mile for you guys. Yeah, we both went out and bought packets of <laughs> of umbrellas today, cocktail look, umbrellas. Look, there was poor communication from both sides. <laughs> um, I was nearly a half hour late. 
because I was I went to like three different shops just to try and get some stupid little umbrellas for the drink. And then when I got here, Rick goes, oh, I already got them. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sick. No, it's great. I'm glad I'm glad that I did that. Yeah, look, we it, look, a failing on both of our hearts, I think, there. Yeah? But look, the drink tastes good. It looks awful. Maybe look, maybe that is a good representation of the Umbrella Academy, though. You know, like they've they've got a good heart, but they're they're a pretty like shambolic group. Yeah, don't try and salvage this one, buddy. <laughs> I just that just came to me. It's like you know what? I'm going to pass this off. This is going to work. This works. No, no, none of this was intentional. Rick did make a mistake. <laughs> no, I made a horrible, horrible cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Five spice, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> look, I thought it, I I don't know. I I googled it and it said that that was something that people have put into. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not. This wasn't me just being like, oh, let me see what I've got in the kitchen and put some spices in there. That's really what I thought this was. I thought <laughs> it was you were just like, nah, I've been doing this long enough now that I'm sure I can try and do some. Let things. me get buck wild with yeah, it. Yeah, let me let me let me show you what I can do. I layered the bottom with coriander. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it tastes like soap. And then chili powder, <laughs> and then just fill the rest of it what with the whiskey. Hell are you making? <laughs> Okay, well, as I said, we are here to talk about the Umbrella Academy. We're going to go through our thoughts on season three, which has just aired on Netflix and we've both finished watching. And we're going to take a bit of a look back at the series as a whole of our thoughts throughout the entire thing. Uh, but let's start off with season three. What, what, what were your initial thoughts coming to season three? I was excited because obviously they finished season two with the Sparrow Academy and you see Ben and I'm just like, oh my God. Because obviously at the end of season two, Ben's ghost like passes on. Yeah. So he's gone. And then we we get him back immediately, but he's a dick. He's yeah. A proper, he's a very different Ben. Proper piece of shit. Yeah. So we've got the, the, we start open with the Sparrow Academy, which is essentially this timeline's version of the Umbrella Academy, but seemingly on the surface done better, but not really. They, they've got their own problems. They've got their own infighting, just like the Umbrella Academy did as well. But they just seem to be a bit more of a, a successful group. So you were excited to see Ben back? I was. I, ah, look, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on Ben. <laughs> There's not, I haven't, you just don't see a lot of him. Um, That's why I was excited. Yeah, I guess, yeah, this is like the, the opportunity to flesh out that character, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, which is not the character that we're used to for them the first two seasons. Bit of a dick, as we said already. Oh yeah. But I guess yeah, good good to have him in good to have him in the show now as an actual character and not just someone that Klaus can talk to. What what were you expecting? Because it was quite a long wait as well. I mean you've read the comics. You've read the comic series, which I haven't, but it was quite a long wait between season two and season three. I was kind of like getting to the point where I felt like I was over Umbrella Academy before season three came out, just because like, oh, I've been waiting so long, it's not going to happen or whatever. Like I'm not fussed by it anymore. Yeah. But then like I was hooked again from the, from the first scene really. Yeah. Well, I felt the same. Like I was like, well, I keep waiting and waiting and it's just not here yet. Blah, blah, blah. And the moment it was here, I was just like, ha! I said none of those things. <laughs> I've been patiently waiting, loyal as I am. Yeah, of course. And yeah, look, I was just, I was just glad to be back in the, like the universe of it all. Yeah. Like the characters in this show are just so enjoyable to watch. Like it's just so chaotic. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like there's there's obviously there's structure to the story, but as far as the characters go, truthfully, if they just talk to each other, 
like normal people, this show could be over in two episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every, like I, I, I think I noticed it in season two. Every problem that they have is because someone didn't reveal something that they knew. Yeah, or one of them's just gone off and gone rogue or exactly. made a decision without consulting the others and yeah. now they're pissed about it. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, bro, if you guys just, you know, you always talk about how, yeah, we're a family and they always come together at moments and then, you know, something will come out and then it'll be like, oh, that's it. I hate this family. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, God, they never learn, but I'm, I'm, I never learn. I'm still here. I'm watching. I'm so excited. Like, Loving every minute of it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this family turmoil. <laughs> Man, my family is so functional compared to these guys. Yeah, right? It makes you feel good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever feel bad about your family, just watch Umbrella Academy and then yeah. you'll, you'll probably call your mum after and just instantly apologize. feel better. Just apologize for everything. You guys did done. such a good job. <laughs> Thank you for not sending me. To the this oblivion. is why we say bye to mum at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've watched enough of Umbrella Academy to thank my mum every time. No, yeah, I for me coming into it as well, I said like was kind of like uh, a little bit feeling apathetic about it. I guess like I wasn't really that fussed when it finally was released, but then started again, and as I said, was instantly hooked. I have so much fun watching this show. Oh yeah, all of it is just like it's. It's obviously like compared to you compare it to other superhero products out at the moment, like the MCU. Like it's much, it's it seems darker, but it's darker in a way that's also kind of goofy. Like, oh yeah. So it's I just, mean, it's some just of their powers, some of their powers are just stupid. You know what I mean? Like Diego's, he's like he's like a badass dude, but like, what's his ability? He can like curve knives when he throws them. He can control their trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's let's be honest. It's kind of boring. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Luther's strong, but he has a gorilla body. Yeah. Lame. Um, <laughs> was fives can teleport, but guess what? He loses himself in the timeline on more than one occasion. Kind of lame. Allison, hers is cool, but it's very reliant on her voice. And, and we have know, thoughts. Se- we have thoughts about Allison. Se- season one, she's dealt with so quickly. Yeah. Just cut her vocal cords. Yeah. Power's gone. Klaus is. <laughs> Klaus hates his powers. Yeah, I think Klaus what, is actually afraid of his own powers. I think that's why I like Klaus so much. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I really just don't want this. Klaus is just vibing most of the time. Yeah, starting, <laughs> starting sex cults. Yeah, what? A, yeah, look, honestly, if you had the opportunity to. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome. If you were to, you know, go back in time, be put into a place where, you know, you didn't know anybody, you, you think that you're on your own. And you have a bit of an understanding of what the future holds. You can't tell me you wouldn't start a sex cult. <laughs> well, I think you need to have a conversation with your wife. <laughs> Look, I'm just an honest person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the um, what's that religion that Chris Pratt's with? Was like Hillsong or whatever. I thought it was just like Christianity. No, it's like a specific one, but it's not hmm. It's not a sex cult or anything, but it's, you know. I was going to say, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> no, it's just like all those people join like all these religions. Like, oh, fuck, was it Scientology with Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah. Will Smith was in that, wasn't he? Uh, maybe. John Travolta was. I know that for sure. That guy's different. John Travolta? Yeah. Well, I feel like if you follow Scientology, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but I feel like if you're following Scientology, you're different. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to like pop up somewhere in some Scientology news feed. <laughs> it would just be like blacklisted. 
and hunted down. One of our like 20 listeners is yeah. big Scientology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alert the higher ups. We're going to have Tom Cruise knocking on our door. You know, that they like, this is very off topic now, but you know how they have like levels within their religion? Yeah. And you can like pay to go up levels. Yeah. That's weird. That is like yeah, no shit. pyramid scheme scam stuff. Yeah. Let's oh. not, okay, let's not talk about Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a whole, whole different thing. That's not what we're about. That is not our podcast. <laughs> so Umbrella Academy. Yeah, this season as a whole, like we talked about, like we got we got hooked in from the very first part. Did you enjoy this season? I did. I did. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the other two. Yeah. Because the first one, obviously, was like, the first one was kind of where it all kicked off. And then the second one I, I thought was really cool with... Um, in Dallas. Uh, in Dallas, yeah. I feel like people just had more interesting stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as that, that season went. I did like this season. I think we were talking about this the other day, like when Five and Klaus go off to look for Klaus's mum. Go for their road trip. Go for their road trip. That was fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just goofing around. Five's just trying to retire and he's just wanting to go see the big ball of yarn and Klaus is just wanting to go see his mum. <laughs> yeah, I I think that, that brings me to like the main thing about Umbrella Academy for me is that I think the reason that I enjoy it so much is the character interactions. And just like the family being the family and talking to each other. And when they sort of like pair off and go do their own things together is always so much fun. Like you always have class. Class with anybody is fantastic. Like anytime class is on the screen is great. But like class Robert, with five. Robert Sheehan is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He does an incredible job. Have you watched Misfits? No. He no. He's brilliant in that. That's like the first thing I ever saw him in. I'm pretty sure it was like his first role. Yeah. But. Yeah, he he's very similar character to Klaus. Yeah, in, in that. yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of times within the the whole show that Klaus seems to kind of carry it a lot. I think the him with with Reginald Hargrave in this season, where they where he's kind of like developing his powers and getting stronger with his powers. Oh, they're playing catch. Yeah, <laughs> we called it bus ball. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to get your own game, but you, you you shouldn't do that game. That's our game. Yeah, it's I. What I, well, yeah, what I was gonna say was the whole everybody interacting together is always my favorite parts. So like when they couple off, like when you have Five and Klaus and Diego and Luther, or like Luther and Five from last season as well. Like they're always the fun parts. They're the parts that I enjoy the most because they did such a good job of the casting. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think across the board, the character, the 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 capturing of the characters is fantastic, and their chemistry together is incredible. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anyone that I'm really like not okay with. I mean, to be fair, in the comics, whatever number Klaus is, he's not as um, eccentric, but, you know, he's still still kind of weird. You know, I think I think the casting of Five was just so good. Yeah. For a teenage boy. He was 15 yeah. when they did season one. To then... Capture the essence of an 80-year-old man. Serial killer. <laughs> so good. And also just the fact that, like, I was shocked when he came onto the screen in this season and he didn't look any different. Yeah. I was like, it's been, like, what, like two, three years since the last season was released? Yeah. It's been a long time. And then he comes on and he looks exactly the same as he did before. I was like, wow, okay, he hasn't grown up at all. That's 
actually really convenient. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the dance scene at the start of season three. (laughs) Brilliant. This would have to be my favorite part of the entire run. Like I love this so much. I, that, and that's what really hooked me into it. And I said, we were, when we were watching it, Cora, Cora has watched the first two seasons with me. And then the third season came around. She watched it as well. But she's like, oh, I'm not really into this anymore. This isn't, I'm not enjoying this. When the dance scene was happening, I looked over to her. And I was like, if the entire season is like this, I am going to have so much fun. This is going to be great. I loved every minute of that. They're dancing and Diego doesn't really understand what's going on at the start. But then all of a sudden he's dancing as well. He's like, holy shit, we're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it so much. Like, we're going to talk about the characters a little bit more in depth, but for the most part, I genuinely enjoy spending time with all of these characters, give or take a couple, and we're going to talk about that later on. <laughs> but <laughs> we have a lot of notes on some characters, but I genuinely enjoy spending time with Diego and Five and Klaus and even like Luther to an extent, who's a bit of a dum-dum, but like... He's lovable at yeah. the same time, especially He's a lovable, in this season. Lovable idiot. Yeah, especially in the, especially in this season. I feel like in the first season, I didn't really like him. He's quite dull. Yeah, and then in the second season, you know, he's like starting to kind of uh, come out of his shell. Come out of his shell, yeah. And then in the third season, he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, I'm done. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy my life now. Yeah, and you know, live my best life. Marry Sloane. <laughs> Just his you know. kind of sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has a type. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings that brings us to the mention of Sloane um, to the Sparrow Academy, which are kind of like I don't know if you'd call them the antagonists of this series or like a uh, secondary antagonist, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't call them the antagonists. No, I I guess like, do you think Umbrella Academy has? especially season three, that's the main thing that we're talking about today. Do you think that that has an antagonist? Oh, well, in the first two seasons, it was the... Um, the apocalypse? No, not the apocalypse, but the... Oh, the the um, the time place. Yeah. 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 Oh, what's it called? The commission. Yeah. The, um, they were the villains in the first two seasons because they're, you know, sending killers to take out the Hargreaves. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's the Swedes or... Hazel, Hazel and, Hazel and, um, um fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Like season one was so long ago now. By the way, they're terrifying in the comics. Truthfully, yeah. just like on image, like their masks. Yeah. Haunting. I'm looking forward to reading the comics. I've got a lot. Of, I've got quite a backlog of comics at the moment. Shout out to the comics vault in Bunbury. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because I have just... Yeah, I just keep going in there and buying comics and I'm slowly getting through them, but I'm buying more faster than I'm reading them at the moment. So (laughs) (laughs) I've got a little bit of a backlog of comics, but I'm really excited to actually read the Umbrella Academy and see, and just like, yeah, note the differences between the show and the actual series, the comic series as well. But yeah, I guess, I guess you could call the commission the bad guys from the first two seasons, especially the handler. Yeah, well, the handler was just corrupt as shit. Yeah, so. yeah. But I guess, yeah, like, come season three, there's no, like, like other than just the the well, apocalypse Hargreaves. itself. But, yeah, Reginald kind of at the end of it. Reginald Hargreaves, the dad, Daddy Hargreaves. Master manipulator. He, he becomes, I guess he's kind of the, the main antagonist by the end of it. And you're still kind of left 
right up until sort of that last episode, second episode, you're still kind of left like, ah, oh, maybe he's actually okay. He's just a bit of a jerk. Then it's like, okay, no, he's actually not okay. He's kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of assholes, the worst character in it. <laughs> no, look, there's been, there's, as the series has progressed, there has been some changes with characters. We've seen, obviously, that's growth. That's that's what we want to see from our characters. We don't just want to see the same retread over and over and over again. I don't think anybody has changed as much character as Allison has in season three. <laughs> she just sucks. Yeah, we are not fans of Allison on this podcast. She's just like awful. She's, yeah, she's such a bad person. You want to give her like some sympathy in the sense that yeah, I've lost. She's lost her family. Yeah, she lost her husband. She sorry, she lost a child, made a new family, then lost her husband, and then went back, and then she lost her child again anyway. Yeah. So like, yes, sad, but she she takes it out on her family. Yeah, and she borderlines on. Well, I don't even know if she borderlines. She is like evil in this season. Like, oh no, she is like. Angry, obviously, and she's trying to like she's trying to get revenge on the world, I guess. But she's gone from being like someone who's trying to do the right thing to just being a bad person. Yeah, well remember, she does kill Harlan just to feel better. Yeah. Like straight up murders a person in this Harlan, season. Harlan, who by the way, was such a sweet guy. Yeah. Didn't Gen- do anything on purpose. Genuinely like he wanted to tell the family and yeah. Victor was like, No, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah, that's on Victor. That is, <laughs> that is 100% on Victor. 100% on Victor. And then when he slips, because he thought that Victor told them, fucking Allison just kills him. Yeah. Not not a good showing from Allison. Or Victor. Or Victor. Yeah, to be honest. Because if she had just told the family... It could have been resolved. It could have been resolved. But she was just like, I'm just not going to tell them at all, even though I told Victor I was going to tell them. And so when Victor... You know, instead of her going... We're not going to tell anyone. So Victor knows not to, uh, so Harlan knows not to let it slip. Yeah. When he lets it slip and she goes, what? He goes, oh, I thought, I thought Victor told you. And she goes, nah, he must've forgotten. Yeah. And then she just murks him. Yeah. It's rough. It's a rough showing from them. <laughs> I'll be honest. Not a great season at all for Alison or Victor. In in my, in my books, look, some people might like that, but definitely not for me. And I think the one thing that I really, this is probably my biggest gripe with this entire season is Alison rumoring Luther. That's to me, the worst thing that she did throughout this season. And I don't want to like, you know, paper over the fact that she murdered a guy, but, (laughs) but essentially like rumoring her, do we want to call it stepbrother? I feel weird saying brother. You can call it stepbrother. <laughs> what are you doing, stepbrother? They're adopted siblings. Adopted siblings. She, he is in love with Sloane at this point from the Sparrow Academy and tries to leave. Allison rumors him to stay and then rumors him. Wait, just before you say that, Luther was in love with Allison growing up. Yes. And in the first season, he was doing nothing but trying to get with her. Yeah. And then she was like, no, no, no. And then even in the second season, he was like trying to be like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I have a husband. Fuck off. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and then he says to her in the third season, he's like, I've been trying with you all this time now that I've finally met someone. And she, he's like, well, I've got no one, so I have to have you. Yeah. 
It's just like, whoa. The fallback plan. Yeah, plan B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, I can't just be waiting on you. She's like, well, that's too bad. It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. bro. Yeah. So then, yeah, she rumors rumors Luther to stay when he wants to go and see Lone. Uh, Sloan. Sloan, sorry. Lone. <laughs> when he wants to go get a loan. <laughs> and then she also rumors him to want her, which ends yes. up in a very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> it's really gross. Very uncomfortable. Unfortunately, nothing. Uh, sorry. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Rick's a bad person. Fortunately, Rick's a bad person. <laughs> fortunately, nothing else happens and Luther gets to leave. But the part that really stuck with me the most after that. There was no repercussions. Nothing was ever addressed. We're talking about someone essentially committing sexual assault here on someone who is supposed to be family. <laughs> which just makes it sound worse, but it's not that bad, guys. Makes it sound worse. But, like, you know, somebody who is supposed to be someone incredibly important to you commits sexual assault, and then it's never addressed. It's never talked about. It's brought up very, very briefly. Yeah, because he's like, do I have to worry about it? He's just like, no, I've got everything under control. He's like, well, what happened before? And she goes, don't worry about it. It's but like, that, that's oh, not... Like, what? that's... That's... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But is that, that's is that Chinese <laughs> That's not an answer. Oh, you know, no, like no, that's no. not appropriate. And then she gets out of it at the end of this season with the life that she wants, and everybody else loses their powers and is kind of like left at square one to figure out where to go. So she kind of like wins in a way. It's yeah. like no, 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 like. But also, Ray is now the father of her child. Yeah, weird turn of events <laughs> there. I didn't get that at all. Well, like they rewrote history. So it's like, it makes like, you can do whatever you want, but it's just like, it's weird. You mm. know what I mean? Is he like a stepfather or, and like he's, he's now in a different timeline as well. Yeah. Cause he was from what? The fucking fifties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Look, we're, we're very much out on Allison, as you can tell. <laughs> Rest of the family. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Allison, she can go. She yeah. can replace Allison with Sloan. Be happy. Yeah, Luther wouldn't know a difference. No, <laughs> nothing changes for Luther. Still attracted to his sister. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other point that I wanted, I guess, like the big talking point out of this season is obviously the transition from Vanya to Victor in this season. How do you think that was handled? I thought it was done all right. I just thought that it was weird that everyone in the family was so okay with it. And not not in the sense that they like someone would have been like, oh, that's disgusting and wrong. What the fuck? But it's like that's they're such a dysfunctional family, and every single one of them was like, good for you, I'm happy for you, congratulations, blah 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 blah. Yeah, which is great. But in the in, as far as that family goes, that made no sense. To and me. I guess it's like when they're like, I would have thought that Luther or or maybe Allison would have just been would have said something like, what. Like, not even anything bad. They would have just questioned it. Yeah, there wasn't you know, a question raised. I had no doubt in my mind that Klaus would have been like, oh, yeah, you do you, boo. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Five, in my opinion, wouldn't have given a shit. No. He's like, I don't care. He's too busy dealing with the apocalypse. Yeah. Diego might have said something. Obviously, Ben's not there. So, yeah, Victor, Allison, or Diego. Not yeah. Victor. Luther. Luther. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I guess that was kind of Netflix's way of, I, like normalizing it, I suppose, and role modeling an appropriate response of like, yep, cool, this is fine, this is okay. It did seem a little bit out of character. The thing that bothered me the most, I think, is not to do with Victor's transition at all, but the fact that Luther asked Victor to be his best man and, yeah. and like not Diego. <laughs> I 
I don't know. Like, I just feel like Victor and Luther have not really had much interaction throughout the entire three seasons, especially compared to Diego, where they've been like they have been kind of brothers that have been sort of in it together the entire time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it just, that part was kind of weird to me. I didn't like that. I'm also, and obviously like, look, I'm, I'm saying this with all, like as much understanding as possible because it's not something which I've ever had to go through, but the idea that someone just cuts their hair and that is a groundbreaking decision for them is, has never really quite stuck with me. I think I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there needs to be more if that's the case. Like, you need to show me more than just I had a haircut because, I don't know, it just, to me, like, and I know it's not, I'm really struggling with what to say here. I know it's not. Because you're trying not to get cancelled. No, I'm just trying to, like, if, if properly express my thoughts of that, like, I would like to see more of the decision behind that transition as opposed to just, oh, uh, I cut my hair because I never felt comfortable in my body, which we were never kind of privy to, I suppose. Like I wasn't aware that Victor was uncomfortable in their body, you know? It was just kind of like she walked past the barbershop, got her hair cut, and now it's Victor. Now it's a he. So, okay, cool. Like I can I can rock with that, but I would like to have a bit more context to it, I suppose, than it just being like, I feel like there's a lot of this in in media these days where it's just like, oh, I can just change my clothes or I can just change my hair and now I'm a brand new person. Whereas that's not like, that is just an a- external change. I don't know. Like maybe I'm being a little bit weird about this, but that's just kind of like, I want to see more. Like I want to give, I want you to give me more context to it as opposed to just, I got a haircut and now I feel better. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like I'm not asking you to, you know, get rid of the Victor transition. I'm just asking you to like, give me more information give me more context about it give me more understanding about it i suppose is is the best way to put it because this is not something which as i said that i just a bit of context yeah like it's not something which i experience in my life like i am a straight heterosexual man like that is that is what it is like unfortunately unfortunately fortunately unfortunately <laughs> yeah, it, again. It, it just it is what it is like, <laughs> it's not unfortunate or fortunate uh, it just well. is so that's <laughs> the Umbrella Academy is bringing out Rick's true side. I, to, well, I don't. And my true side is just like completely confused. I don't two, know what's going on. Two Freudian slips <laughs> in one podcast, people. We're under. We're under. Don't worry. By the, yeah, end, I, by the end of it, we'll have his true intentions out. I just, I just want you to help me understand it. I suppose and I'm talking to Netflix. I'm not talking to you, Robbie, because I don't think you can help me understand it at this point. Well, thanks I, for my. Thanks for your. Uh, Blazant faith. (laughs) I just, Um, yeah. If somebody is going through that struggle, I need you to give me more than three minutes of them looking into a barbershop. You know, like I just need you to explain that more to me. And yes, we had Vanya being, I guess, a lesbian in the last season, but I guess not a lesbian because she's, she's trans. So I guess that's part of it. But then are you asking me to conflate lesbians and trans people because that's not that's also not fair either like i just need i need more context and there was a couple of it throughout where um victor was saying that sissy helped me understand better who i was but i feel like i didn't get that from last season either so i know i all i'm asking for is just more context and more understanding around it so that that when that transition is made it makes sense to me i suppose and again, I'm coming at this from a scope of like, I'm a straight heterosexual man that 
has no understanding of this, but I guess I just want to see like the inner workings of it a bit more. I didn't really have much thought on it. I was kind of just like, I wasn't really surprised that they did it just because, you know, obviously um, Elliot Page had the transition as well. Yeah. But I did have the thought like, I don't know if you'd agree, but it's like they've changed the character for the actor, yeah. which is just very surprising. Yeah. I don't mind it because like the, the character itself hasn't changed. They've just gone like, yeah, instead of making Elliot wear a wig, they're just like, yep, Vanya's a dude now. It's like, yeah. that's fine. I don't care. But it's just like, I've never seen, to be fair, that ha- hasn't really been in mainstream media before, but I haven't seen like a character get switched around because of the actor. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and it would, I guess like it would be weird if it was like, it would be more jarring if it was recast. Yeah, you know, that, as, a, as opposed that, to changing it, so that probably would have got the show cancelled. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad they made the decision that they made. I just, I want to see more of it. I suppose. Yeah, just, just um, flesh it out a little with the story. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just give me like maybe not do it. And I know this is like this is a tough, tough tightrope to walk. Like, I understand that, but like, give me a little bit more of that that inner conflict and the like what's actually happening inside of her head at that point in time before she transitions into Victor. And then, then like, I think I'd be okay with it. I just, I need more. Like I need more. You can't just tell me, you can't just tell me out of nowhere that all of a sudden Victor hasn't been feeling comfortable in their body and then not expect me to think, okay, that's cool. But I haven't seen that yet. Like it's, I guess we've talked about this in other podcasts as well. It's, it's that it's the show. Don't tell, you know, like show me what's actually happening. Don't just tell me this is the case. Like I want to be treated like an adult that can figure things out. So like, show me what's happening. Don't just tell me that this is the case. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's like, that's my big thing. And I've said this in other podcasts as well, obviously not on like topics as heavy as that, but yeah, I just want to be shown things and not just told to accept things, I suppose. Like show me how that decision was made. So season three is in the books now. Do you think that we're going to get a fourth season? I'm pretty sure we're going to get a fourth season. It kind of ends they, on a bit they, of a cliffhanger. It, yeah, it ends on a hanger. They've lost their powers. But yeah, they've lost their I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. They've all gone their separate ways as well. Like, exactly, yeah. They've kind of just left each other there. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, because, I, like I said, I haven't read the comics, but we're up, we're up to the point now where the comics have finished, right? Yeah, well, each uh, graphic novel that's been out has been like a season of the show. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I guess, in a bit of uncharted territory here. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how how it lands from here, if it goes any further. But I'm I'm interested to see. I have a lot of fun watching this show, so I would love to see more of it. I said to I said to Cora when I was watching, I was like, this must be just the best show to work on. Like it must be so fun to work on because they're always just drinking and dancing. The music in Umbrella Academy is fantastic. The needle drops in Umbrella Academy are great. Oh, yeah. And every scene where they've, like, pulled in music from somewhere is just phenomenal. And we already talked about, like, the opening scene for season three where they're dancing to Footloose (laughs) is incredible. Like, I love that. That is probably – that might be one of my favorite scenes from a TV show this year. I think it's great. I think it's so, so fun. I, yeah, I just, I enjoy spending time with these characters. So I really, really want to see more of them. What do you think? I just don't know where it's going to go. That's the main thing is I have no idea how it's going to come back from they've got no powers and they've all gone their separate ways. Allison is kind of like living her own separate life now. And 
Reginald is like, I don't know, some... King of the world. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, like, did you see, like, when they panned out to the city, like, Hargreaves was on everything? Yes, like, he owns the owns the city. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, is there anything in particular that you want to see from the next season? I want to see Ben not be a dick, because they were just getting that. Yeah, and, Like, right yeah. at the end, like, because Sloane was like, you just want a family, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, you don't have to be such an asshole. He's starting to come around a little bit. And then, bit. like, he starts hanging out with Klaus, which is it's all I want. <laughs> I want I want season one Ben and Klaus, but Ben's not dead. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> fair is point. that too much to ask? <laughs> I just want my boy back. Yeah, that's fair. I just want... I want to see more of the family, like, spending time together and not necessarily doing, like, crazy adventures... But like road tripping and that kind of thing. Like the Klaus and Five road trip that we talked about. I just want to see more of that stuff. I'm actually, I'm really excited to see what happens with um, Diego and Lila. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, I, I, I really like Diego. I really like Lila as well. Like they're, and, and they're two of my pregnant. favorite characters. Yeah. So she's sweet. Pregunto. So sweet. She's up the duff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm keen to see that. I want to see if the kids got powers. You know, when the kid's born, I want to Surely does. They have to be, right? Both his parents have powers. Yeah. I mean, Lila has good powers. Diego, not so much. But... Yeah, Diego's made good use of his. Like, yeah. Truthfully, if, Budget I had, Batman. If, I had that, if I had that power, I'd just, I'd just pretend like I didn't have powers. You know what I would do if I had that power? Steph Curry, but better. Yeah. It'd either be that or like on the... On the down low, I would be affecting basketball games and betting on them and making millions of dollars. <laughs> As opposed to just playing them and making millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm also like, you know, five foot eight and unathletic. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Full core shot. Yeah, I guess. But I don't think anyone's going to pick me up and put me in the NBA. Yeah. Different story for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have very different body shapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like three of you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I mean Diego's power is probably the lamest one to have, but you'd still be able to make the most of it. Absolutely. And that being said, I don't know if I'd want I was gonna Victor's say, I power. I, I wouldn't want Klaus's power. Yeah, but you could make money being a medium. You know, talking to dead people. Yeah, you could, but it's just like. Ugh. <laughs> like let's be honest worst character best power Allison truthfully best I mean power. probably like the most applicable actually five five is the best power five, five five's powers are cool as well I would really Teleport. like five's powers we you talked about like? you know what I feel like I feel like sushi for lunch you want to go to Tokyo yeah Boom, I'm done. there yeah and, you know, like also able to teleport through time as well. Yeah, that scares me though. Gotta have to get a bit of a handle on that if we're going to be using it though. You want to get that down pat so you're not getting lost in the timeline. I was going to say, my gambling would be so good. <laughs> we have the power to travel through time or the power to like change projectiles. Either way, we're using it to rig gambling. <laughs> it's not rigging. It's just like you lose a bet, travel back, make different bets. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little bit underhanded. Oh, it is. <laughs> but it's not like you're affecting the game, you know what I mean? You're just affecting your choice. Mm, yeah. With, with Diego's power, you're like affect you're changing the outcome of the game. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe they just had an off shooting night, you know? 
I'm not going to go to the next game. I'm not going to make it that obvious. I'm not going to ruin someone's life. <laughs> or make someone's life fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suddenly, oh, you're a Lakers fan. The Lakers aren't going to miss the championships again. LeBron retires at 67 years old. <laughs> I just can't miss. <laughs> Even LeBron's just like, I don't know how to do it, He's man. been shooting 100% for the last 20 years. <laughs> God, what a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare for everybody else. Look out, league. <laughs> Bron Jr. retires before LeBron. <laughs> Look, I'd be there for it. Retires as the greatest player of all time. I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, he won't, but that's fine. Okay, so before we finish up today, we are going to do another ranking because we love to rank things here at the Only Pop Culture Podcast. Because we like to say what's the best and what's the not. Yes, yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to be ranking the seven Hargrave siblings uh, from worst to best. just And this is obviously personal preferences. We're not saying they're the worst person, but this is <laughs> this is what we think. So, <laughs> so let's start at number seven, work our way up to number one. Number seven, who do you have on the list? For the first pick of worst Hargreaves, the pop, only pop culture podcast, Robbie's side selects Alison Hargreaves because she's a psycho bitch. <laughs> Well, that's a little bit reductive, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but like, she is the worst. No, nah, she's just... Well, also, she's just not that interesting. You know what I mean? Like, her character is just very self-involved. She doesn't have any exciting stories to follow. Like, you know, Klaus is, you know, going off doing sex cults. He's just <laughs> like... He's doing exciting stuff, and then even Five is going through time. Yeah. You know... Diego's fighting crime. Luther's trying to fight crime. Even Vanya turned into a villain. That was cool. Yeah. You know? So, like, I just feel like she's had, like, the most... Ben died and he had a more interesting time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, straight up, Ben was Ben was a ghost yeah. attached to Klaus. And I was more involved in that story than I've been in Allison's. Yeah, look, I don't disagree. I had Allison at seven as well. Um Honestly, probably mostly based off of this season alone and just like the the major heel turn that she's made in this season. So what, before this season, would you have had someone lower than her? Because I, I can say I wouldn't. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. It's, I'd, it's something which I'd have to think about a little bit further and try and like separate this season from because I've, I've just done this ranking based off of the entirety of the run. But yeah, like I said, just this season in particular, left a really, really bad taste in my mouth for Alison. The only thing I like about Alison is her power. Yeah, it's a cool power. It's a great power. <laughs> I like, mean... It, like, in the first season when they're kids, she just goes, I heard a rumor you killed yourself. And the dude just turns the gun on himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm brutal. Like, Bro, Absolutely brutal. That's, that's sick. <laughs> like, you know, I, I wouldn't use it for that, but, like, that's cool. <laughs> Let's not talk about what we'd use Alison's powers for. I heard a rumor. I won the lotto every week. <laughs> Do you reckon that would work? So I'm pretty sure in, I don't know if it was Umbrella Academy or if it was another comic I was reading, but basically she said that she was doing something, which she wasn't. But when she says she's doing something, it has to be true. So the universe created another Allison. Right. So that it was true. Okay. You know what I mean? So she was like, I think Luther was like, where were you? She goes, I was out on patrol. Like I heard a rumor I was out on patrol. And Luther goes, okay. But mm -hmm. she wasn't. 
so then it created an Allison that was. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's been so long since I read the comics. I'm going to actually, fuck it. I'm doing that when I get home. <laughs> Getting back into it. All right, cool. Well, we both dislike Allison very much. So who's your number six then? Uh, my number six is Ben. Yeah. The horror. Yeah. Number six for number six. Yeah. I got the same. He's, um, for me, and the reason that I got Ben, like, not that I dislike Ben. Again, I this season, ben. this season, Ben wasn't a good dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if we're going off this season, he's he's here and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. But as a whole, like, for, for Umbrella Ben, I love him and he's an angel and he, I want him to be higher on my list, but he's just not. He hasn't done enough. He's not been around. He's been dead. You know he's I mean? been dead for two seasons. He's easily, <laughs> easily the best guy in that family. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, like the most well-adjusted. The, the the best person died. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, and we all suck. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. We just haven't seen enough of Ben. Unfortunately, he's been dead for two years. So we can't, or two seasons. So we can't, we can't. Well, he's been dead longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't comment much more on that. So <laughs> it's just, it just, you know, shows you how much we dislike Allison. <laughs> Uh, number five, who do you have for number five? My number five was actually hard because I had it between uh, Luther and Vanya Victor. Yep. Um, and I've gone with uh, Luther. Okay. Yep. Um, mostly for the same reason as Allison, without him being a bad person. Yeah. You know, like he's just had like, a bit he's, boring. He's just very dull. Yeah. You know? And like he has his moments, like whenever he's just like, because he always thinks he's so smart, but he's just an idiot. Yeah. But it's he, he doesn't like talk about himself like he's smart. He just thinks that everyone thinks he's smart. And yeah. Then when he well, he's number one, so he's yeah. supposed to be the leader. And so when he realizes people don't think that, he's like kind of like a sad puppy. He's shocked. Yeah. He's just like he's just like, oh, excuse me. And it's just uh, really fucking cute. But yeah, no, I, I think Victor. Not Victor, fuck Luther, because Space Boy. Yeah. Just because, yeah, until until this season, he's he's just been like the most unsure of himself. Yeah, yeah. Just constantly questioning everything and just not really knowing what he wants to do. Well, my my number five, I I had the same. Like mine was like four or five. It's um Victor or Luther. Um, I went with Victor at number five just because I find the character throughout the entirety of the three series seasons a little bit boring a bit plain and just i understand that you know went through childhood trauma and all that kind of thing and being like locked in the basement and whatnot but i just find victor boring whereas i enjoy watching luther because he is a big dumb dumb (laughs) (laughs) and this is like i don't know if that is like a good character trait to have but if we're ranking them but on he's our entertaining. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like I get more enjoyment out of watching Luther because he is a big dum dum. Like it's funny to me. The like, only truthfully, the the thing that put Vanya Victor over Luther for me was Vanya's first season. The villain. The villain yeah. arc. Yeah. I love that arc. Yeah. I think it's so cool how she's like, you know, her whole family hates her, treats her like shit. She finds out she's got powers and then she just claps them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that's cool. Like, it's like, 
yeah, fuck you, I can do whatever. And she killed Pogo, that hurt me. Oh, yeah. That's and that's honestly, coming back to it, like, yeah, the villain arc, that was great. And that was kind of like what I was thinking about when I was sort of, like, you know, work trying to work my ass. Like, did I enjoy the villain arc more than I enjoyed laughing at Luther? Which, at the end, I didn't. But killing Pogo that definitely knocks you down some points because Pogo was fantastic. I loved Pogo. Such a sweet little monkey. He had to go. And then <laughs> dead. Poor Pogo. So that was, yeah, that was that was definitely points away from, from Victor for me. Yeah, but it added to the villain arc. I get it, but like, don't kill my monkey friend. <laughs> That's, you know, like it's, I always find it so cheap when people kill animals in TV shows or, or movies. Like, I feel like you're just doing that just for, like, an emotional ploy. Like, you're trying to manipulate me into feeling something here. And did you? Well, yeah, of course I did. Then there you go. But, like, to then give that monkey, this sweet old monkey, give him a personality and have him be, like, the only caring person in the children's lives. What about the mother? There was a robot. (laughs) He's a monkey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Monkeys are way more lovable than robots. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you clearly haven't watched Black Mirror. <laughs> okay. No, I haven't. So <laughs> Have you not? No, I actually haven't. You've never watched Black Mirror? No. Nah. What the f- oh, <laughs> All right. Let's not get in the weeds of that. So wait, wait, have you watched Love, Death and Robots? No. Oh my God, Rick. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you have Netflix. I know you do. I, I do have. Well, yeah. I mean, I've watched Umbrella Academy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So your number four then is Victor. And mine is Luther. Mine is the other way around, buddy. What? No, you're no, no you're number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So yeah, we've just talked about them, so we can move on to the number three. That the number three point then. So my, I think we got the same ones. Diego. Diego is my number three. Yes. Yeah. 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 My my top three was like the Kraken. solidified the Kraken. That's weird, his name. Weird name though. Hey. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. But cool name. I mean, if you're going to be called anything, being called the Kraken is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you throw knives, bro. What's your deal? Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I like Diego. I He seems to have, like, he tries to be this big, tough, badass guy. But he you can tell that he has a heart of gold as well. Like, he genuinely cares about the people around them, even if he is, like, being a jerk to them. And I don't know how you feel about this, but every time Diego's stutter comes out, my heart breaks <laughs> and like i feel it's just a huge wave of emotion every time the stutter comes out and i'm like oh diego because <laughs> like, it, it only comes out when he's upset because of like the trauma and, like, and it just yeah it gets me every single time i i have a lot of love for diego and i honestly like i contemplated putting him higher like i was really close to putting him higher but i yeah i i couldn't do it at the end of the day yeah, I mean, he's just got a heart of gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he wants to act, like, all tough and shit, but he's just, like, this big, soft, big mama's boy, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, Um He's going to be a fantastic father. Oh, my God. When when Hargreaves said that to him, I was just like, I didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Why? Like, you see, like, the, the joy in uh, Diego's eyes to hear yeah. his dad say that to him. Yeah. I was like, bro, what? And his um, my guard was down. His his relationship with Lila is great as well. Like, I love those two together. I'm very happy that I'm so, they're together I'm so glad and happy that they together. 
I'm so glad that um, she was here for season three. Yeah, yeah, she's great. You know, because they didn't need to bring her. No. All right, cool. So we both have number three the same. So number two, who's your number two? My number two is The Boy Five. (laughs) The Boy, yeah. Well, that's interesting. My number two is Klaus, so we'll just talk about them both then. So my my number one is Five. Your number one is... The Seance. The Seance. Number, so, what number is Klaus? <laughs> it's like four. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I get confused with their numbers all the time. I, all I know is that Lufa is Klaus. One. Klaus is number four. Yeah, no, um, I, I always get Klaus and um, Ben confused mm, of what number yeah, they are. Yeah. Like Luther's one, Diego's two, Allison is three, Klaus is four, five is five, Ben is six, and Vanya is seven. Yeah. So why do you have Klaus as number one? Because he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to argue with that. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know what you... Like, when it comes to... As far as anything fun in this show, is, it's got Klaus. It's always Klaus, yeah. You know what I mean? Even the serious shit that he does is so fun. You know yeah. I mean? Like, he's training with his dad to understand his power. It's just getting hilarious. hit by the bus over and over and bus. over again. <laughs> yeah, catch the ball. Oh, I missed it. Go and get it then. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, no, Klaus is great. And again, I, I think that I'm not upset with him being your number one either. Like it's very Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's you know, like I'm a passionate guy. I have a lot of I have a lot of opinions about things, but this is something which I'm okay with. Like Klaus is, as you said, he is the most fun character in the show. Hundred percent. It's yeah, for me, the reason why I have five as my number one is the the characterization of him is fantastic. Like the actor does such a good job. But he's just like this teenage boy that is portraying this crotchety old man. There's just something about it that is so funny to me. And when he's uh, in season two, where he's going through his um, the paradox madness, yeah, is I love that so much. Yeah, season two was definitely his season. Like peak the um, his fight scene in season one in the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Was incredible. Like, he has really, really cool fight scenes. And he's, like, kind of the only person that seems to be, like, having a grasp, like, having a handle on what's going on around him. He's the only capable adult in the room, and he's a child. It's... it's well, he's, like, 60 years old. I know. Like, I get it. I understand the concept. It's just the fact that he's, like, in a child's body. But he, it just... He, he even calls Hargreaves a young man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. I love... Yeah. I mean... As I said before, like the the thing that I like about this show so much is the characters and when they get to spend time with each other. But yeah, Five and Klaus, they're they're definitely like the top tier of of the Hargrave family. And anytime they're on screen, I love it so much. And even like I'm gonna go back to the dance scene, which I keep talking about, but like <laughs> Klaus, the little like cutaways where Luther starts to dance, and then you've got Glasses on the side, like get him, Victor, <laughs> and the, the family starts dancing, and Five is like Luther. clapping and j- and jiving into it as well. It's like this is so fun, and like those moments, like really capture why. Like, and it's like it's bizarre because it's like this is an alternate reality thing, but I think it's more so like those actors just do a phenomenal job. You know, what we haven't talked about that I loved was Luther's bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When they're doing the when um, Klaus and Five are doing Time of My Life, yeah, and then they rope everybody into it as well, yeah. and 
So sweet. Yeah, and that's that. This is what I mean. Like those parts. It's not necessarily like the fight scenes are cool. It just Don't feels get me like, wrong. It feels like behind the scenes with the cast. Doesn't yeah, it? like you're just watching them have fun together, and that's like that's why I mean, like congrats, like kudos to the to the actors who do such a good job and have such good chemistry with each other. Kudos to the casting team. Yeah, that they just like they make it look so flawless that these people like yeah they get on each other's nerves all the time, but. They just, they also like love each other deep down and they have a good time together. Like you wouldn't want to be part of their family because it would be stressful as shit. But you could also be like, I would, wouldn't would mind spending an evening with these guys. Like it would be a lot of fun just to have a party with them. So what we're trying to say is thank you, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, I still find that so bizarre. I don't <laughs> so know. I don't weird. know. It's just, I, I get so it. Like he's, While he was doing Black Parade, he was like, so there's this writing family, a comic right? book. Yeah, it's weird so, so to there's me. There's this family. They're completely dysfunctional. They all have different powers. And like, obviously, the guy has more talents than just being a singer. But I don't know. Just the fact that it's written by Jared Way, Gerard Way, is weird to me. It's just a weird, weird thought. He's a talented man. He is a talented man. He's done a good job. When I was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> it's a good song. All right. Well, that's our rankings of the Hargrave family and our, I guess, like mini recap of season three and the series as a whole. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. This is the finally the last podcast that we're going to be recording in our in our hell week here before Robbie goes back. That's right. So we may have been flagging a little bit in this one, but we really hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we had an awful, awful cocktail to go along with it. So that didn't really help at all. Yeah, mine- <laughs> I don't even know. Mine looks like dirty fish water. Yeah, it's it's not great. Oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a picture of the good one and I'm also going to post a picture of like... The comparison. The bad one as well. And just, yeah, you can let me know what you think of that. Let me know if you would drink it if that came out at a bar. I just want you guys to know, it doesn't taste bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but the, the texture and the look is just not Even the bad. smell, like you can smell the spices when you put the glass up to your nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I it's tried, a lot. I, I did... I need the people to know. I tried to tell Rick not to put Chinese five spice in the drink and he didn't listen to me. And well, you know, next time you can make a cocktail. How about that? I said I would. Yeah. Well, good. Shut up. We've got it on the recording now, so. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Thank you again, guys, so much for listening. We always have fun when we're doing this. So it's, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. You guys didn't have to suffer through the cocktail. So I'm sure it was probably better on your end anyway. So yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the only pop culture pod and make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts from and leave a review because again, it helps us out a lot. So please, 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 please follow us everywhere. (laughs) Follow us on everything. (laughs) Follow me home. (laughs) And yeah, we will, uh, we'll be back recording again in a couple of weeks time when we're back into another hell week, getting it all out for you. So yeah, thanks again for listening and we'll, we'll see you then. See you guys. Bye guys. Bye mom. Bye, mom.